Previously on Diceweave. Nev takes the phone back and writes SOS and then frequencies and then the numbers that they need to be in there and says, please send aid immediately. With a heavy lurch, a freight elevator lowers into the room. Its rusted iron frame smearing and twisting against itself, rebelling against the weight of reality. The shrieking stops, and the elevator melts away like water. Isabel collapses. I worry that her mind may be elsewhere. Oh yeah, and I am apparently right-handed now, and it's terrible, bye. Sorry everybody, but the LST party's off, because this is a cipher. Are you guys hiring? This is... Everything I could have wanted. You'll be working together once Pete's initial training has been completed. Mrs. Son, I'm back. You are standing in front of a fairly, uh, let's let's say an apartment. And the door uh, swings open. There's... Nav, oh, it is good to see you. Oh, she swoops you in with a big hug. And you know it is Aisha for you. Yes, Miss Aisha. Aisha, sorry. If it is Miss anything, it is Doctor. Doc- Doctor. Doctor Hassan. Miss, Miss Doctor Hassan Aisha. <laughs> Aisha. Doctor Aisha. Oh, I have missed you, darling. We haven't been able to talk in a while. Yes, I'm afraid I was trapped in another dimension shortly. Yes, I wanted to talk about that, but this is such a big... Come in, come in. You can smell cooking. It smells uh, lots of spices in the air. I don't know, she's probably making curry. You walk into her apartment, and it is very homey. It's very... Like, it. it is fairly small. Uh, she lives here alone. But it is well lit. There are pretty paintings on the walls. Nice lamps. Some pretty carpets. It looks as though you've finished decorating the apartment. The colors are pleasant. <laughs> Thank you, Nav. I hope it does not set off the equation board too badly. And in the middle of all of this stuff is just tastefully s- spaced out uh, and arranged are whiteboards filled with equations on them. Yes, Nav immediately starts... Uh investigating them and saying, hmm. I, I want, I actually wanted you to be able to take a look at this. I've been struggling. You know I've been working on stabilizing the Nexus. There's something not right with the, at least currently, the Nexus frequencies do, they don't behave properly and there's, I feel like I'm missing a variable. I don't... But yes, yeah, so I'm going to finish up dinner. If you have any thoughts or if you want to talk to me, it's, I, I am here. I do have like super equation brain. That's basically what my power set is. Yes. So let's just, let's just say I take a whack at it. <laughs> uh, predictive equation kind of like Nav goes over the, the formula, and I said they already know the the information about the nexus that they learned firsthand, so they're going to be at least somewhat familiar with what they're looking at for this one. And you know, they do all of the translating math for previous missions they've been on as well. So I'm just going to roll a die. What kind of dice am I rolling again? Is it just a d6? 
Uh, it is a d20. Okay, I got a two, so actually I'm hangry and I need to do this after I've had food. Okay. But I don't know that. So Nev stares at the board and is like, Hassan, I think something is wrong. What did you find? None of these... Nothing makes sense. Hmm. I mean, I feel like some of it makes sense. I I feel weak. Am I dying? Oh, honey. (laughs) She pulls you in. Come and eat. You're hungry. Oh, Come eat. Hunger. Yes. Everyone thinks better on a full stomach. Of course. Human bodies are inefficient. You are not the first person to say that, and I doubt you will be the last. But they are interesting. Well, many things are interesting about Earth. I'm glad you think so. How are you settling in? I know you've joined, you are now leading your own team. I'm so proud of you for that. You're making friends, but tell me about them. Tell me about your feelings on them. I can begin with descriptions. Maybe feelings will come from that, if that's how they tend to work. Well, uh, that is a good place to start then. Uh, you have already met Colin Thulis. He is a spinner for the group. He comes off as something of a charlatan, but I believe he's actually quite well-intentioned. I believe there's more to him than I'm getting, but I don't quite know why yet. And then there is Belle, who is a new recruit rather than coming in from another branch like me and Colin. She is from America and seems very kind. She reminds me of you on occasion. Oh, thank you. I, it, I, haven't, I haven't been able to talk to another American for a while other than, well, American who is an earthling. <laughs> from this planet, yes. And then there is Pete, who is seemingly to the other members quite strange, but I find him agreeable. He is another paradox. Maybe that is why he is so approachable to me. He also likes journals. That is a great starting point for a friendship. Yes. I am surprised I was able to find a group to work with so quickly. It was a a challenge previously. Well, you have changed quite a bit. You've grown quite a bit. But also, sometimes people just click and other people don't. And that is okay. But I'm glad that you have found people who you click with. Thank you. And again, thank you for the food. I do feel less weak and stupid than I did just a few moments ago. The word is hungry. Yes, but it also made me feel weak and stupid. I'm sorry that you feel that way. (laughs) Nav goes back to the whiteboard. (laughs) He's gonna gonna try again now that they're not starving. (laughs) Uh, Aisha follows behind and starts kind of uh, rambling off certain thoughts that she was having when she was writing uh, certain parts of the equations. And what you notice is that it's almost like the positioning variables are out of phase and upside down. Was this reversal done intentionally for some purpose? Reversal? Uh, These are working off of the official frequencies, but they shouldn't, should they? Reversal? Yes, if you look, and Nev points out several of the variables, 
they would better match the frequency if it were inverted rather than played straight as such. But that would mean... Wait a minute. You're right. But but that changes these other variables in the phase that... Dr. Hazan? Yes. May I take some photos of this and work on it tonight? Of course, Nev. All right. Nev takes out their digital camera and snaps some photos. These these are all... They're backwards and out of phase. We're going to have to change the polarity of a number of these things. And I think... Nav, you're brilliant. You are brilliant. Thank you for catching this. We're going to have to rewrite the equations, but I think if we shift these things, we might be able to redo the nexus frequency equations and be able to get it running again sooner than never. That is exciting. Yes. I'm so proud of you, Nav. Oh, and Dr. Hassan? Aisha. Aisha. My teammates would probably enjoy your cooking as well, if you would have them sometime. Absolutely, Nav. Bring your friends. Friends. Yes. I have those now. She gives you a big ol' hug. Colin, your day was planned to be kind of your just start to the day. So I think we start with your alarm going off. Okay. Colin rolls over and slaps at his clock radio, turns it off, and he gets out of bed, stretches, goes uh, to brush his teeth, and uh, heads out to the kitchen to grab some breakfast. Hey, look, there you are, sleepyhead. Welcome up. And remember, this is Marco Lang, head of housing and your roommate. Uh, hey. I've got some pancakes on. Oh, uh, you know I like pancakes. I do. I've even added a little uh, twist that they do in Arden, so I'm told. Oh, uh, yeah? What's the secret? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the secret, y'all? Help me. Okay. Hear me out. This is a really weird thing, and I had to make some sub- sub- some substitutions. But, uh, okay, no, actually, you should just try them first, and then I will tell you. Okay, but I'm taking this on faith. Trust me, you'll love it. Okay, he takes a big bite. Marco, this is delicious. The secret is roasted feathers. Fucking bizarre, I know. I know, I know. Huh. But you just melt down feathers. Takes a lot of heat. Feathers. Huh. Well, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. And he chows down on the pancakes. (laughs) Marco turns away uh, back to his cooking and, like, wipes his hand, like, the back of his arm across his forehead. And it's just like, whew, I'm glad that worked. <laughs> Do we want to cut to the office? Yep. You are sitting at a desk, running through some paperwork. Anything in particular? Colin is writing up his personal report of the incident from the prologue. He's editing out some of the expletives that he put in on his first draft and uh, just cleaning <laughs> it up a little bit before he hands it in. A woman pops in. 
Hey, Colin, how are you doing on that report? I am just finishing it up. I was about to print it. Awesome. Great. I <laughs> took a took a little while on that, but yeah, hey, you know, I some of my reports aren't not the most timely either. What's this lady's name? Sue. Well, Sue, you can't rush perfection, as they say. Oh, thanks. But, you know, well, okay. Speaking of perfection. Uh-huh. Can you teach me how, um, I know you, you do these tricks and they're, right? They're, I, I want to learn some magic tricks from you. Ah, well, you've come to the right place. And he holds up his hands, and then he snaps his fingers, and a single rose appears in his hand. And he hands it to Sue. What? How? How, how did you do that? I. Also, th- thank you? Th- is this. You. <laughs> this is your first lesson. She's getting very red in the face. And then I think there was a radio. Do people still use radios in 2009? Yeah. Okay. I think there's a radio that was faintly on in the background. And suddenly the news comes on. This is breaking news. There is an unidentified object in in downtown Toronto. Reports are just coming in. We do not know what's going on, but people are running wild. Please stay in your homes until this event is understood. You know, these lessons might need to uh, wait until we figure out whatever that is. Uh, yeah, is that, oh, uh, oh boy. Is that a thing you're going to have to get on and someone else comes, do you have a pager? We'll say yes. Uh, you get paged telling you to go check out this event in downtown Toronto. Yeah, looks like this one's on me. Uh, okay, good luck. I'm gonna, um, she s- looks down at the rose that she is absentmindedly sniffing. S- see you later, bye. And darts off. Uh, hey, welcome back. Uh, did it, did you deal with the, were there aliens? Well, in a manner of speaking... Uh, if you consider actors on wires to be aliens, then, uh, yeah, sure. Oh. So no UFO? No actual alien contact? Nothing strange related? No, nothing that exciting. It was, uh... You know that movie coming out? The Which one? District, there are a lot? District 9? Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently they were doing some big viral marketing stunt um don't know how it got through our uh you know our screening protocols but uh there it is great okay cool uh well i'm glad no one was hurt glad no one was being aliened yep cool so did you ever want to... Uh, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you still wanted those magic lessons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To- yes, yes, yeah. M- um, maybe over coffee sometime? 
I should go. Uh, um, coffee sounds good. Okay. I like coffee. Cool. I don't know why I said coffee, but a hot drink at like a lunchtime is a good thing. I don't actually drink caffeine, but I will have a hot chocolate while you have coffee. Sounds nice. I have some reports to file. Yeah, I should finish my work as well. Okay. See you around. She skitters off. <laughs> yeah, so Colin uh, goes back to his apartment, says hi to Marco, and then he uh, goes into his room and he uh, closes the door and locks it behind him. He goes over to the window and he glances out before closing the blinds and... Uh, then he goes over to his desk and he opens a drawer and reaches way back inside it and finds a switch. And when he presses it, there's a little slot in the side of the desk that pops open, a little hidden compartment. And he pulls out this manila envelope like folder and tosses it on his desk and he opens it and starts like going through some of the files inside. One of the files that is very visible to us as this is open is a newspaper clipping that's in big bold letters, Meteorite Strikes Nunnery. And then we cut away. Pete, you've been training with the estate for uh, about a week and a half, I think. Uh, you've been going to therapy fairly regularly, given the short time span. You are in Dr. Allhart's office. What session would this be? Would this be, like... Um, like, let's say, like, maybe third or fourth? Could be fourth, honestly. Like, I think you've been going twice a week, because you're cramming in a lot of things, you're tr cramming in a lot of training, and you went through a lot of shit short span of time. And also, everybody who has ever talked to you has been very worried about you. <laughs> so I think you've been going twice a week. Dr. Allhart is like, hello again, Pete. Evening, Doc. Uh, he's going to kind of flump on the uh, therapist, the therapy couch with uh, probably... Far too much casualness for a workspace. Probably not even sitting on the couch right. <sighs> this training was wild today. Did did you know there was, like, a recursion that's all fantasy-like? Wonder if I can get a sign there. It, I don't know. Seems like good, good right. I mean, okay, not really my wheelhouse. I'm usually the future and not the past. But, you know, th there's crossover. It's just weird. I wonder if I'd still be able to float people on that. Recursion. I could have sworn that they told me something about that. I think the answer is yes. I uh, really need to pay more attention in these lectures. It's it's all just a lot, you know? Never thought I'd be saying that. Well, from what I have been told, I think you would be able to float things in that particular recursion. 
but there are a lot of of fantasy recursions and sometimes you gain more powers when you go to them but you probably already know that from what i'm told training's going well you're picking up things very quickly well that is what i'm good for i've uh, i'm sure by now i probably don't need to tell you this but uh i do kind of end up in situations then sir Eventually, you kind of learn to adapt on the fly. Uh, thanks for, like, I don't know, believing that, I guess? Like, I'd done therapy quite a few times before, but usually I get, like, a third of the way through my generalized backstory before they stop suddenly talking about my compulsive lying problem, and, like, okay, yeah, I was a bit of a fibber as a kid, but, like, I'm... I try to be very honest these days. I'm glad that you, at least you seem to get what I'm moved past that. Well, I don't see you as much of a liar. That's just a personal impression I've gotten from you. And given what I've, what you've told me and some of the things that are in your file, I, I am inclined to believe that the events that you've gone through are true. And... It makes me wonder, how do you feel about going through so many arguably traumatic events? I mean, how do I feel? That's an interesting one. Don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Uh, well, I think for a while, uh, I'm not sure I've felt anything, really. I mean, sure, it was like... Maybe as a kid, a few of them definitely stand out, but... I mean, after a certain point, it's just... Almost becomes normal, you know? I mean, they kind of started blending together a bit, and I mean... Honestly, I talk about them because, you know, the honesty thing, I really am trying to work on that, but, uh... You know, nobody really believes me anyway, and, uh... So, you know, if it's like... It's like that proverb about a bear falling in the forest it's like uh, if i don't feel them and nobody else recognizes they exist then it's like it barely even happens really besides it i don't know it always uh thought to myself that you know to write what i know but honestly if nobody even believes what i know then it's unclear what to even write. And, well, that's why I guess why I started being into writing fantasy and such. Even so, it all started blending in and never really got any inspiration. It was just kind of living and making by. Uh, occasionally sending letters to, oh my god, it's been so long I've forgotten all of his, <laughs> his family's names. I, uh, please tell me I pinned this. Oh god, oh fuck. Where did I write his backstory? There we go, found it. I should probably write it down somewhere more less ephemeral. Literally a Discord message. Occasionally uh, write messages to uh, Maddie. Uh, I don't know. She always likes to kind of likes to know what I'm up to, and more so than everyone else. Uh, it's, talking to her has been nice. It's just haven't really had a place long enough for her to 
write anything in return and for me to actually get it. Been writing the others, too. Uh, they don't usually get, get back as much, even if they really could, and... Well, I'm not even sure Annie's getting my, getting my letters at all, considering, but... It's, uh, you know, I think after a while, it's even normal for them, too. At this point, they barely even need to check in on me. I mean, I'll be alright. I usually am. Always am. I mean, it's part of why this is so interesting. Not only is this the first uh, thing that's happened to me that's felt at all worth writing about, it's first time I wasn't sure I was alright. I mean... Heck, I know. I know we've go o got over this a few times. I'm still not, like, 100% sold on the being alive thing, but you made a good case for it, and so did the, uh, my new boss. Felix? That felt like his name was a Felix. Are you referring to Theo? Yeah, him. That guy. You've brought up a number of things, but I suppose we should touch on this. Have you been dissociating anymore? And uh, I want to point out that whenever, when you see yourself in the mirror, your face looks off to you. There's just like, it's you, but there's something, if you've ever seen a photo of yourself, it looks backwards to you because you're used to seeing yourself in a mirror. It's that whenever you see yourself in a mirror. It's, uh, I mean, I've been trying not to, uh, think about it. Every time I do, I start to, you know, think back to the fact that I may not be alive. I mean, I know that the viscera that happened to be where I was standing and materialized, and I don't doubt that that's a thing. I've certainly seen enough happen recently that, but I just, I look off. It's I mean, first of all, I know for the fact I wasn't, I was a lefty, and I would still like to fix that at some point. You, you don't think that, eh, you don't think that if I, like, turned into a pile of goo again, I'd come back the right way? No, 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 don't want to, I, I just, I feel like a copy of myself. Like, someone had a general idea of what I was supposed to be, but kind of skimped on the details. It's, I mean... It feels awful, but also relieving. Like, feels like this is the first time something has happened to me, you know? There, there's a moment of, like, they're not totally sure where to go with that. And then they ask, Pete, what does being alive mean to you? You know... You'd think I'd have more opinions, opinions about that. I dedicated a whole plot twist to that whole point, but then again, that wasn't one of my better books. Um, it... I mean, I used to think it was just... I don't know. Eating, sleeping, knowing folks. I've always felt a certain distance between, you know who I am and what I generally get up to. I always considered being alive uh, just my ability to get up in the morning and in the evening, write a couple, 
write a couple more chapters, and, you know, that's why, partially why I keep the sketchbook of everything. I mean, first of all, helps me keep track of ideas. If I don't write them down, they disappear into my subconscious within the hour, but beyond that, it's, uh, I don't know, I, it was funny, I used to keep this so that I had some record of, I don't know, time passing, me being, just in general. But now I feel less myself than I ever have, but the one thing that's the same is this, this journal of mine. I mean, even its contents, like, I don't, one, exactly one person believed them prior, and honestly, feels like one person will believe them after the fact. I don't know. I mean, sure, this may be a stretch even for Maddie, but she usually t- takes my word and things. It must be quite difficult for you to have the whole world disbelieving your life. Forgive me to, for saying this, but perhaps you didn't feel alive before. I mean, I did feel in a bit of a rut, I suppose. I mean, slight. My writing wasn't going anywhere, and I was just kind of going from place to place, having things just kind of happen, and never had anything to talk about with. I mean, I visit home plenty, and, you know, whenever I did, there's... All of the talk was about Nate and whatever crazy classified stuff he's up to, uh, but, you know, whatever big governmental processes he's doing, and, well, I guess maybe that was part of it. They thought that, in comparison, he's always been just, he's always been really cool. Hell, I, I think he's cool. I couldn't do half of what he does, but he, uh, you know, guess it was always considered that I was just trying to be as interesting as he was, and I don't know. I just, it's like, at a certain point, it was, I kept on living and working and just trying to write and trying to find something to do. And uh, I, whenever I think about everything that happened before this, all I can think of is just, all, all that it really is to me, it's just bad material. It's, is that strange? I mean, every time I... Every time I tell anyone ev- anything, they usually think I'm doing a bit, and... Other than everyone here, who just seem concerned, but... Taking it at face value. It's different, I'm not really sure what to make of it. It's, I guess it had never really occurred to me that it was so strange, because I never even really got a proper answer about Friar. Perhaps you are finally seen, and, well, we are, we are running out of time, but we deal in the strange. It's in the name. In a way, we're all a little bit strange. You've had some truly wild experiences, and I think perhaps because of how those experiences have been ignored by most of the people in your life, you haven't really been able to address them yourself 
almost like they, forgive me if I'm saying the wrong way, but perhaps you haven't been able to accept them as real in some ways for you. I, and that's something I want you to work on for next session. Perhaps it would be good for you to examine the experiences that you have had and really examine how you feel about them and how you feel about people's perceptions of them. Hmm. You know, you're pretty good at your job. Then again, I guess a place like this you'd have to be, yeah. I do have a doctorate in this. <laughs> well, uh, suppose we are running out of time, Doc, but, uh, thank you. I'll see you next Tuesday, then? Next Tuesday. All right. Well, you have a you have a good weekend, or whatever it is you've got going on. Goodness, was I always this bad at small talk? Ah, well, no matter. Have a good one. Good night, Peter. Sarah Bell Wilson, camera up on you, probably sitting or lying on your bed in a cozy corner of the space that you reside in. How are you feeling? It's been a, you haven't been, haven't really had anything to do the last few days uh, since the events of the Nexus opening. I'm not a particularly good person at sitting still. So, kind of sitting on my bed. There's a book that I'm looking at, but I'm not reading it. It's just not enough to occupy my mind. Now what? Fuck it. Got the rest of the day off still. Reach over to my phone. Make a couple calls real quick. You place your calls, and I think we then cut to where you are headed. A place full of cheering, cheering people. The audience is darkly lit, but they're all surrounding a big ol' fighting ring. You walk to this back alley fighting ring, underground fighting ring. Uh, the bouncer at the door, uh, who's you know keeping an eye out, sees you and nods at you and lets you pass in without a without a second thought. Dominic, how's it going? Pretty good. How's it going for you, Belle? Ah, oh, it's about to be better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go get him, Tiger. Oh, I always do. I know. I still remember that your uh, your, your left hook is pretty uh, pretty sneaky, eh? <sighs> People always watch the right. They're never ready. That's their fault. <laughs> you know, I I can't disagree. <laughs> he uh kind of rubs his cheek again almost with like an echo of pain. Don't worry, Dom. You'll probably land a better hit on me someday. No, if the boss ever lets me back in the ring. Ah, keep at it. Don't worry, man. Uh you can pass on through the door. <sighs> Duffel bag on my shoulder, go into the changing room as I always do. Ugh. Get my hands wrapped up. Is Jintim a name? I don't know. I just made syllables. Sure. Guess it is. A kind of lanky man pops in, or knocks, and says, Hey, Belle, you ready? 
Uh, always. All right. Got about two minutes until your first bout. Uh, looks like you're up against La Rapace. <laughs> uh, who else I got today? Well, if you make it through the Raptor, you've got... Uh, let's see. Also, you decent. Can I come in? Oh, come on. Uh, he walks in lanky. It's pretty short hair. Uh, he's holding a clipboard. Looks like you've got uh, Puno Umbria after that, and then uh, some new girl. We'll see how that goes. Oh, all right. I'll save you the uh, save the name until you save the name for the ring. You know. You gotta keep me in suspense here, really. <laughs> to be honest, I'm in suspense too. I know almost nothing about her, but mm. somehow she managed to. She managed to get through to the boss and... Slipped on the roster, so hey. Looks like we're throwing hands. Good luck out there. Have fun. <laughs> do my best. Don't put anyone in the ground, please. I've yet to do it. I'm not about to start. Come on. You know, I just have to mention it to everyone. You're one of my best fighters and, you know, our best fighters. And you're not mine. But... <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not about to kill you the competition. All right. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, make Always us some do. money. <laughs> Always do. I think we cut out to the ring, and we've got an announcer in the middle. Uh, it's probably the same guy, actually. Jim Tim. Jin- Jintim? Jintim. Is that what I said? Jintim. <laughs> Over here in the blue corner, we have the ravenous raven, the righteous ruffian, La Rapace. And a woman uh, comes out in, like, this whole like she's got like a black cape with like feather like a feather motif and she's got she's very much like a bird of prey thing and she throws it off and and um swoops in striking this low claw-handed pose and over here in the right uh, the red corner we have the devil of delights the angel with a shotgun the bell a hell and out come you Immediately swing in between the cords and just kind of pretty plain, actually, just a black top and shorts, a little bit of like a red line to them, boxing gloves on, no posing as much, just kind of leaning up against the corner and just watching. Everybody have a good, clean fight. We are not having dirty fights tonight. That is tomorrow. Everybody check that live. (laughs) Good luck. And he steps out and there's a bell ring. Uh, I don't want to necessarily narrate a fight scene that I have no planning for. What do we want to do here? Uh, Depends. Uh, I'm good with rolling, or you can just say I win or lose. I don't care that much. So, I think you can roll and see how well you win. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yo, 14. If you want to describe... Uh, your fight at all, go ahead. Came into this just kind of looking for a thrill, and you know what? I, I got it enough. La Rapace is definitely like earned the Raptor title. Goes quick and, uh, quick and hard with the jabs, but she never manages to land as much as she wants to, and tiring herself out, it's a lot easier for me to swipe, uh, swipe in, knock a knee in, and bada bing, bada boom, bell rings. And there you have it, folks. La Rapace is down. 
Bell a Hell is our winner once again. The Repasse, better luck next time. Who's next on our list? Bell came in tonight with a, a looking for a streak. So, next on our list in the blue corner, we have the master of fists, the the lurking shadow, Puño Umbria, and a big beefy like luchador man uh, comes out. He's got like a shadow motif. He's got a I think a robe of um, that billows. It's like vanta black and um, he's got a mask that makes it so that it's just like his eyes almost I think there are some starry motifs on his mask as well you want to roll again and narrate the fight Uh, this is one that you're also going to (laughs) win that is an 11 kind of wipe up my brow you know points for the outfit at least bud I've heard a lot about you, Belle. I look forward to this fight. May the best fighter win. <sighs> I look forward to having a good time, regardless of who wins or loses. Uh, he kind of nods at that, uh, respectfully. And off you go. Bell rings. Big fucking dude. I imagine he's definitely got me in terms of size, so he probably goes uh, goes for it first. And I'm a little off from my last fight. Just went, oh shit. Just kind of dodged off to the side. And this man actually manages to land more punches than uh, Levapas did. I definitely have a bit of a harder time here. But for every hit that he lands, I'm also managing to get one or two in on the side. And I may not hit as hard, but I hit. And it takes a little bit, but eventually I manage to... Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, slide in the side and get him just along the side of the neck in a really good knockout. And that is another one for Belle. Puno Umbria put up a fantastic showing. Belle's looking a bit rough. But hey, can't always be a winner. Bloody nose and absolutely grinning. <laughs> Puno gets kind of pulled out of the ring. Uh, you can see him manage to wake back up. And he gives you a thumbs up as Return he's it. let out. Now for Bell's final fight. Didn't wasn't sure if we'd get here. You ready for this, Bell? Always. To go along with the Bell of Hell, ringing in in the blue corner, the singer of Siren's songs, we have the Choir Girl. And a woman uh, who is fairly plain, kind of, she's short, like five, eh, not short, short, like five, six, um, looks pretty wiry. She walks in and she's just whistling, like a kind of an interesting tune. And she steps in. Hello, Belle. Tight smiles, smear the blood on my face. (laughs) You ready to be reminded what tune you're singing? I always know the tune, sweetheart. That's good. But just let's go through the verses again, and the fight starts. Go ahead and roll. Uh, this is not a guaranteed fight. Uh, how do you yep, want to do this? Though? I could get fucked. Uh, how, how, how do you want to? How do you want to do the roll? Because we could roll for like legit cipher system stuff, or we could just do just do rollies and whoever gets higher. <laughs> 
Uh, that, I like that. Uh, where's my yeah. dice? Let's rollies. Let's go. I'm grabbing my lucky dice. I'm grabbing my boy. The, uh, I, I have an in just massive bag of dice here. I'm grabbing my beautiful metal dice that have never betrayed me once. Absolutely not. They have never done that once. I'm lying to myself and to everyone. Uh, don't betray me. That is a natural one. <laughs> oh no, I got a 15. Describe how you get fucking dumpstered <laughs> by this fairly nondescript whistling woman. Absolute confidence had a smile on my face and was just like, let's go. This is going to be a, a damn good fight. S go for a good swing. And I'm like, I have this low key whistle going on as I'm going, trying to go with the theme here. This girl throw a swing and instantly go. Oh no, because I absolutely fucked my swing <laughs> and completely flub and leave myself open. Not even a long fight. Just one hits me. <laughs> oh. Just straight, like, sure you can. <laughs> Fucking upper punch, uh, uppercut ruin me. <laughs> Uh, the audience is like almost dead silent. Wow. Uh, that choir girl's got a hell of an uppercut. Let's hear it for the for her, the singer of sirens, the slayer of the bell. Uh, and we uh, hear some clapping. And she steps over you and says, Disappointing. We should still talk sometime. Perhaps now? Forgive me for missing rehearsals. Ugh, fuck. Sure. Why not? <sighs> okay, so the plan for this group outing is, to my understanding, the four of you want to go out and get gifts, whether that's food or coffee or something like that, for the people who helped get you through the nexus. So it's basically a day on the town. This is all, the, these these vignettes are going to be entirely role play. So it's going to be kind of up to y'all. This is kind of your thing for now. Well, seeing as me and Nathan are the only ones who have actually ever been to Toronto, I suppose we could, <laughs> we could set up locations. Cool. I mean, the most logical place probably to start, especially since we've got two newbies to the area, would be... Like downtown Young Dundas, which is like Toronto's knockoff Times Square. Young Dundas. Uh, Young and Dundas are the street names. That is certainly a name. I, I looked up Young Dust Dundas and I got Young Jaundice. And it's, I'm just being shown. I've got, I'm <laughs> seeing images of Jaundice in, in like, uh, it's bad. <laughs> it's Oh, God. Y-O-N-G-E. Oh, Yonge. I read that as Yonge. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> what is happening? Young and Dunda. Oh, Young and Dunda Square. That was not how I would fucking spell that, but whatever. Oh, my God. It is fucking Times Square right there. Yeah, it's knockoff Times Holy Square. Holy shit. This is like real city here. Toronto is a real city. Other yeah. than fake city. It's, the, it's like the third largest city in North America. Uh, 
I probably should have taken that into account in literally anything that I've been dealing with, but that's fine. Like, like the largest city in North America is Mexico City, then New York, then Toronto. Mexico City's bigger than... It's fucking huge. Mexico City's hundreds of years old and just gigantic. That's fair. Um, Mexico City is like... I said hundreds. It might actually be thousands of years old. Mexico City's fucking ancient. Yeah, like... Aztecs lived there. Like, it's old. And they built it on the Olmecs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Toronto's not that old, because First Nations people in Canada didn't stay in singular locations because you would die. <laughs> they were like, no, nah, we're, we're good. We're, we're going to go not freeze to death here. We'll be back once it's d- d- livable again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a big mall there. Woo. <laughs> we can get there by the subway. Eaton Center is the mall. Yes. Now, quick side note, if any of these locations didn't exist in the early 2000s, I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't live there in the early 2000s, I was like, eight. <laughs> We're going off of our own information, okay? Uh, uh, any any ter- 2003 Toronto truthers out there, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the mall. Nav has entered the radio shack. Belle's just kind of, like, following around, looking around at things, just kind of... Okay, so, I thought we were coming here to get kind of, like, coffees or something. I kind of got the feeling that was a solid thing to grab for folks. What are we doing in a radio shack? I figured something more practical might be enjoyed by the group. No? Our batteries a poor gift? I'm not sure exactly if batteries are the right way to go with this. I mean... We're trying to get gifts for the people who got us out of that whole mess and everything. I feel like... I don't know. Batteries just feels a little impersonal. Hmm. Personalization. I do believe there is a things engraved further in the mall where we can put people's names on things. Is that personalized correctly? Uh, maybe. I mean, would they lack certain things that would be engraved? Like, uh, should we get them keychains? That seems kind of kitsky, though. There's a Disney store upstairs. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love that uh, that weird capitalist mouse? <laughs> Pete, you got any thoughts? Sorry, I, I'm, I've been trying to come up with a funny thing to say, but I've entirely forgotten what the contents of a Radio Shack are. <laughs> <laughs> radio Shacks are liminal spaces. Your memory of them is deleted as soon as you step outside. Because... <laughs> Pete will be really into this, but I can't remember why. I used to know what these places were. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm Googling Radio Shack interior. <laughs> it's like models and like like airplane, like, the, you know, those little radio controlled airplanes. That's you used to be able is. to get those uh, there. It's like here, have shelves upon shelves of stereos and like yeah. phones and tech and stuff. It's, like It's a hobbyist uh, shop for electronics. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This is canon. Pete has never stepped in a radio shack before. God, fuck so he's gonna be <laughs> He's gonna just be walking around just completely aghast. Just like, how have I never seen one of these before? What what are you talking about? This is incredible. I'm shocked he hasn't worked at one. We could get everybody <laughs> a pager, and then this wouldn't happen again. I mean, that actually might not be a half-bad idea. Though, oh, I have such a good one. Guys, oh my gosh, we could get them all blockbuster cards. 
Don't you have to register for those yourself? Ah, oh, yeah, that's a classic. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we could always go to Sears. Uh, you know, Sears Sears always kind of freaks me out. They, once I, I went into one of those in a refrigerator, like one of those like try it out refrigerators with like the cool here look i've got a little spot on the side where you can fill up with water and ice yeah uh one of those nearly ate my shirt i will keep that in mind i don't trust a sears after that shit naf pulls out a notebook that says dangerous everyday objects and like starts writing notes so i could have just came in here and bought a walkie-talkie anytime i liked i didn't even, I didn't have to, uh... Would you like to buy a walkie-talkie? Should we all get walkie-talkies? If we're going to be a team, we should all have walkie-talkies. Yes! Several! That's so cool! <laughs> this is so stupid, and I'm absolutely in on it. Fuck! Guys, stop it! We're getting distracted again! <laughs> we're supposed to be buying gifts! Snap goes I mean, to buy four walkie-talkies for the group. <laughs> you also could have bought one at a Walmart, Pete. Other places sell walkie-talkies. They're not hard to find. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, guys. I mean, I've work, worked at a Walmart once before, and I mean, there was always a, uh, there was there was always like a a, spe- a spot for them, but they were always out of stock. Oh, that and, and that one time they caught on fire, but I just kind of figured that was because they weren't supposed to be there. I mean, walkie-talkies are serious stuff. To be able to just talk to people from just from long distance, and it even does the cool like m- effect from the movies. With, like, the radio sound, and I kind of felt like you needed, I don't know, like, certification for it? Nav has four walkie-talkies. We can move on to the next door now. Belle's just kind of, like, off to the side, and has just gotten a little bit distracted by, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, classic iPods, and it's just, like, utterly transfixed. (laughs) Colin, you know the people we work with. I mean, both of you have been here better, uh, longer than both me and Pete have. I figured you'd have a better idea of what they like. People have regularly informed me that I am not a people person. Bullshit. Come on, Nav, you're incredible. What's our budget here? Because we could go to Saks Fifth Avenue, but that would be really breaking the bank. I don't think we should break into a bank. I believe that is highly illegal. Um, well, I think there's a, there's a bay... What are any of these things you're naming right now? The Hudson's Bay Company is a company that was started when the fur trade still existed in Canada. They mostly sell high-end clothing. It's a department store, similar to a Macy's, I believe. I have pretty much no idea what most of this means. I'm I, I'm not really a high-kind-of-living kind of girl. Mm. There's a great little comic shop down the street we could go to. They also sell action figures. I mean, everything I usually do, I I usually just kind of uh, go shopping around at the little store near where I live, but I'm not really well-versed in how you get things. Honestly, I don't really shop for miscellaneous that much. I mean, I do groceries, but usually I just kind of run into things. Like, I don't know, uh... Okay, maybe not walkie-talkies. I would not do what I did to get the walkie-talkies again. Those I'm gonna buy, but, like, uh, like my backpack, I didn't really buy much, much, most of the stuff in here. I just kind of walked into it. Like, this lighter, and I guess my very, my tab, normal skills that definitely weren't acquired by means I'm not allowed to talk about outside of work. Pete, do you have money? 
Do you know how money yeah. works? I'm increasingly concerned for you every time that you talk. I mean, sure I do. I get paid. Just checking because it seems like you just are baffled by everything we come across. I don't know. It's been, it's been a, uh, I mean, okay, sure. I don't have much money. I don't, and I don't get out much other than all of the exceptions. I, and I guess I kind of had about 60% of an education at best, as my dad likes to say. Um, but some, I just know a lot about certain things. And then apparently there's a bunch of other cool stuff I didn't know about. Is this, is this stuff you learn when you're on the job? I kind of figured you'd be more about multidimensional stuff. But what do I know? Is food an appropriate gift? It can be. We could go to Laura Secord's chocolate. That's not a bad idea. People always love getting food as a gift. That's always a solid guess. I'm going to put that in my notes. Ooh, what about edible arrangements? I believe they do such edible arrangements. Arrangements? I mean, uh, are we really are we really chatting about... Come on, fucking shut the fuck up a little bit. Keep your voice lower, all right? Don't want to talk about the pot this loud, all right? <laughs> well, um, that's not oh. exactly what I meant. Although I do know a guy, if you want to go that route. <laughs> I think you know several guys. Okay, you don't give that shit to your fucking co-workers. Not, the, not until you know them a little better. Do you not feel as though you know us? Oh, you guys, absolutely. <laughs> I'd fucking smoke a joint with you guys sometime. Not these random fuckers that we're just trying to say hello to and, like, get to know a bit better. Ah, understood. <laughs> no, an edible arrangement is just like a gift basket full of... Food, fruits, chocolates, that sort of thing, arranged in an aesthetically pleasing way. Okay, that means a different thing back home then. All right. You, I presume, begin walking, or are walking to uh, one of these stores? Yep. Let's yeah, go to RC Courts. Chocolates or something for our coworkers. You head towards one of these chocolate, this chocolate store that you've mentioned. And on the way, you notice uh, some missing person posters up and around are they particularly interesting missing people or are they just like the standard missing people it's the standard missing persons posters but it's maybe more than you are used to seeing which i mean personally any amount of missing persons posters is more than i have ever seen but i assume in a bigger city there might be a couple there are maybe a a slightly higher density of them than you've noticed before. They all have RCMPs printed on them somewhere. We're just keeping this Canadian as possible. Well, that's not concerning at all. This is a large city center. It's not terribly surprising that some amount of the population would go missing. No, but it's... It's always a little unsettling when there's just people missing. Like, at least when there's a corpse, you kind of know what's up can go, oh yeah, there's a bunch of fucking stab wounds on that thing. Somebody's going around stabbing folks. People go missing, what the fuck's up with that? I don't know, they generally turn up. Do they? Or they end up in large bodies of water, of which there are several around here. The Great Lakes are said to never give up their dead. I don't know, I mean, my my folks were kind of concerned after the first few, but I mean... I'm sorry, what? Why are you like this? Okay, okay, let's back up here. What are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck, Pete? I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes just things happen. People go missing, right? They just turn up. 
I have never in my life gone missing. I have. No. You guys must live very cautious lives. I suppose I still am missing on some accounts. Okay, we're coming back to that, but... (laughs) Unless you count what happened the other day at work. We did all go missing. That is a good point. Ah, fuck, I had a perfect record. God damn it. (laughs) So, out of character, is there any connection between these missing people that we can see on these posters? Not really, from what you can tell. They're like they're kind of disparate posters they're just there are just more of them than you are used to seeing i think if you decide to take a look at some of them like so, some of them have been put over other posters i think there's uh some showings at the theaters like i don't know when did wicked come out wicked's probably being <laughs> shown local everyone's losing their shit about wicked right now but, you know, it's been covered up. There's some other posters underneath it. I think if you, like, thumb through a bunch of them, there's a really old ratty one that has a picture of Pete. <laughs> Hell yeah. It just got forgotten here. I, I take the Pete photo and put it into my folder. Oh, I remember that one. Collecting data. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back to that later. But uh, this is a weirdly large amount of missing people. I am concerned. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is... Usually usually people don't go missing this often, though. I, I am kind of seeing your point here. I think we might have to bring this up with the administrator. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, most people don't go missing. That, that's a pretty rare thing that somebody gets disappeared or some shit. Uh, just so you know, as of 2005, the Eaton Center recently got a Jogo Juice, a Lush Handmade Cosmetics, a Fast Fix Jewelry and Watch Repair Store, an H&M, and a Sephora. Ooh. Wow. Oh my god. I found the archive.org page for the Toronto Eaton Center. <laughs> I highly recommend, Lexi, you start doing research by going to the archive.org page for other web- like businesses in Toronto, because you can just find them. Amazing. Okay. Look, back home at Chattanooga, we get like maybe like a hundred people going missing a year. And we are absolutely off our shit. Like people, uh, people are kind of fucked up back home. Do you believe that Canadians lack the ability to be fucked up? I believe that would be discriminatory. Oh no, I think you're a lot better at hiding it. Ah, reasonable. You're a lot more subtle. Back home in Tennessee, nobody needs to be fucking subtle and they're not smart enough to do it half the time. Yes, the Canadians are a deceptive people. (laughs) (laughs) They're very good at hiding things. We are now at the chocolate store. Chocolate, cool, let's go. (laughs) We should just get everybody truffles. Looks like a six for one deal or something, I don't know. Just get them a solid mix of some chocolates and be done before we start debating chocolates for our unnamed co-workers. Look, all I'm saying is dark chocolate is better quality than milk chocolate. And all I'm saying is white chocolate is infinitely better in every way. Get fucked. It's not even real chocolate. It isn't? Oh, fucking get off your shit. No, it's not real chocolate. How is that legal? It doesn't have cocoa in it. I thought there was false advertising laws. It is real in my fucking heart and it is real to my taste buds. The, uh, like, checkout person... So, just in case you wanted to know, white chocolate does actually contain ingredients from the cocoa plant. It's just not the cocoa beans. It's just different parts. So it is oh. 
technically oh. chocolate if you really want to. I mean, it, it's, kind of, it's the same plant. Listen to that. It's the it's the sound of me being right. You are mm-hmm. technically right. Oh, technically, I'm right. Don't need to sugarcoat it, sweetheart. Now I was wandering over to the pet store. Well, there's enough sugar in the white chocolate already. Exactly. It's amazing. People like swarms of lizards, right? <laughs> Wait, what? There's a pet store. We could get everybody a lizard. No, no. We're not buying anybody living things without talking to them about it first. I, I really don't think uh, pets are a really good gift. I think maybe maybe you could get somebody a plant, and that's like a pretty chill, like, here, have this. Uh, and if it dies, then they go, ah, shit, and throw it in the fucking trash. Yeah. But uh, giving them a pet, that's uh, that's a bit more. But they're quite appealing lizards. You could get one for yourself. Yeah, do you want a lizard? I would have to do more research. Pete, have you ever had a lizard? Uh... The lizard had me. I've had a rat before. It's probably been a lizard. It's kind of like a lizard, but furry. <laughs> he was a buddy. Found him in the sewer. Adorable. Was he like five feet tall and spoke with a Japanese accent? Did kung fu? Oh, I get it. It was a, it was a Ninja like... Turtles joke. Yeah. Wait, what's a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> what did you think I was referencing? <laughs> obviously, um, it's obviously. <laughs> I'm too tired to do this. <laughs> it's just is it a Disney again? Was it this capitalist rodent we mentioned previously? I mean, I don't 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 know what Ninja Turtles are, but uh, I I that sounds a lot like. Wood chip from uh, young adults in the sewers that are reptiles. A bit of an unwieldy name. Found it for like two dollars in like one of those, you know, movie bins outside a grocery store. Okay, the design, the animation was a bit all over the place and maybe wasn't the best English, but it was a classic. I'm, I'm amazed you know about it. Not many people do. I don't think anybody knows about it but you. No, uh, I'm solidly back in the Voltron clan, alright? I watched the shitty bunch of robots and idiots out in space growing up. That doesn't sound very appealing. Do you watch TV, Nev? Well, I have watched television in the past. I have seen images on televisions, yes. Save for music, TV is one of the most entertaining things in the world. Interesting. There are larger screens in the multiplex nearby if you want to watch images. I mean, I'm always down to watch images with some friends. Oh, I also went to ask, Pete, Belle, you are new to the city, correct? Um, decently. Do you have your transit passes sorted? Uh. What? Considering I don't know what that is either, probably not. Uh, I've been here for six months, but I've been just walking everywhere. The city of Toronto has an excellent subway system and a serviceable streetcar and bus system as well. Yeah, you should probably get that sorted out. This is a pretty big city to be walking around in everywhere. I I suppose. uh, Admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of... uh, 
subways and that sort of thing, it kind of gives me the willies, but uh, I suppose it's something I probably need to take care of. Again, there are also buses. Yeah, and yeah definitely, definitely. Although the streetcars can be occasionally frightening when the sparks go off of the top of them. I believe yeah, there fine. was an imminent explosion the first time. Yeah, they're supposed to do that. Fucking Christ. This is why I'm scared of this shit. <laughs> I've been on much more frightening modes of transportation. You know, I trust a lot of much scarier modes of transportation, but at least they are a lot more upfront about possibly killing me. That seems like a reasonable strategy approaching these things. So, you guys want to go see a movie? What's what's that? What year is this? 2008? 2008, okay. 2009, early 2009, like February. 2009. Okay. <laughs> okay. It keeps happening. February. You guys want to go watch Coraline? I don't think that was... Uh, oh, no, it was Coraline. Or Push. We could watch Confessions of a Shopaholic, or He's Just Not That Into You. Uh, or... Who wants to watch Star Trek or Fantastic Mr. Fox? Ooh, District 9. That's got all of that invasive advertising going on right now. Remember we that? We could watch the worst of the X-Men movies, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> ah, let's go see Watchmen. Ugh, of course Colin <laughs> oh, no. wants to go see Watchmen. Or we could go see Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Oh, that's definitely going to yeah. live up to the hype. That is absolutely going to be an incredible recreation of the beloved series. But it's just not going to be the same without Raul Julia. <laughs> I'm confused by this Coraline film. That is not what human beings look like. Oh, that that's why, because it's animated. Animated. Or, or stop motion, I think. I'm not sure, actually. How is motion both motion and stopped? This is confusing. So... Okay, I, we obviously have to go watch Coraline, then. You know, yep, okay. Everybody goes to see Coraline in 3D. Yo, Coraline! <laughs> We're the Coraline gang now. Side quests, let's go! Okay, here's a question. Because I have a, uh, a stopping point for this, which can happen before you get to Coraline or after you leave Coraline. Which do you prefer? Well, let's all get out of the fantastic movie Coraline, directed by Henry Selleck. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that's why it's stop motion, you know? They keep on stopping and moving, and you pitch together the pictures. Didn't that look awesome? It is very fascinating. I've never seen anything quite like that. Also, is it true that there are other mothers? Because I do not have a first mother, so I would be safe from this, but I'd be concerned for you. No, I th Again, think I am this so confused by all of you guys. You guys are so interesting. It's so strange to hear you speak sometimes. But uh, pretty sure other mothers aren't real, at least not in this year. Oh, thank goodness. You just want them to be happy. <laughs> he leans over to Pete and gives him a little side <laughs> hug. <laughs> I, it, it, it's all right, buddy. It's all right. He's, he's, he's happy now. He's happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Pete has no words. <laughs> Just patting the shoulder. It's all right, man. Let it out. Let it out. It's all right. It's all right. There, there, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a movie. Unless there's a recursion, in which case it's more than that. But let's just hope it's not the case. Nav, I'm gonna need you to not. Nav, not right now. Oh, damn. I didn't even think of that. 
Well, it would most likely be a recursion including more than Coraline. There would be other stop-motion films. So we could go and save the rest of the children? <sighs> the ones in the closet. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, maybe we could do that sometime. Hey, we should probably get these chocolates to our uh, co-workers. <laughs> Nav steps in front of Pete and takes him by both shoulders and says, I promise if we go to this recursion, we can hunt down the other mother and kill her ourselves. <laughs> okay, you guys might want to keep your voices down. We are in public. So you guys are walking down the street and you're passing by an alley and someone comes running out. Hey, is anybody a doctor? Is uh, uh, Does anyone have a phone? Call an ambulance or something? I have a phone. Nav pulls out a phone and immediately dials nine one one. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I I got some base level medical shit. Let's go. Come on. What's up? What's up? Okay. Um, there, there's someone in the alley. They uh, they're probably on drugs. It's I just don't know. They they don't look like they're okay. So, uh, okay. Come on. I'll I'll show you where they are. Everybody stay in a group together. Sus as fuck, but uh, d- bell's going at, uh, going in. Nav is following with the phone. Mm-hmm. The group of you move down this alley and go to a, about where, basically step around to behind a dumpster. There's uh, some stuff lying around and there is nobody there. And this person says, I, the, the, I swear there, there was some, they were here. They were right here. Where did they go? I swear. Nav is just ex- explaining the situation to emergency services as it's going on. Uh, hey, buddy, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, what did what did they look like? I, I, I guess like, uh, brown hair, five foot. I, I don't know. Mid- medium height. I, they didn't look like they could walk. Their hands were like purple, like stained with something. I don't know where they went. Hey, it's it's all right. Take it. Take a deep breath here. All right. All right. It's going to be okay. Uh, Emergency services is on their way. Do you believe you may be going into shock? I, I, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm, I swear there was someone right here and they did not look well enough to move. I was gone for like 10, 15 seconds. This alley is not. Most likely if they were unable to move, they will be in the nearby area and emergency services will locate them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. We we believe you. We believe you. And hey, if they weren't well enough to move, then like like none of my friend here said, they'll be able to find them pretty easy. Uh, looking around, is there anywhere else, like any other exit to this alleyway? Like it's just a really small alley between buildings. There's some uh, doors into further down the alley, oh, kind of a ways. There are some like back doors to whatever buildings are on either side. <sighs> Fuck. Like, there's no, nobody running, there's no, there aren't any screams. But if you take a look at the ground where they're saying they were, there's this, like, purple residue, this powder on the ground Hmm. uh, that starts to blow away a little bit. Can we see any more of it anywhere in the alley? No, it seems to be a fairly small amount. Um, It's actually spilled out of a small plastic bag. Nav, kind of like nudge and point, like, go on. Should I pick the bag up? Yeah. All right, Nav pulls out some gloves. 
and this is why I nudge now <laughs> and and picks up the plastic bag and then picks out a different plastic bag from their bag and puts the plastic bag in the other plastic bag that the walkie-talkies used to be in and now tucks them into their bag. Are we sure we are not interfering with a crime scene? As you put the what's left of the powder into the other bag, it kind of reflects the sun a little bit and throughout like as a as a whole pattern are these spirals. I th- think the administrator's going to want to see this. February 25th, 2009, Admin Log 2. Excavation of the resin is complete. All traces of it have been removed from work and living areas. Additionally, the most recent hires have been settling in well, though most of their tasks so far have been little more than delivering messages. Stabilization of the Nexus continues to prove a challenge. While the frequencies and equations recovered from the former recursive facility have proved beneficial in temporarily suppressing its energies, Dr. Hassan worries that continuing to do so may cause the Nexus to boil over. Apparently, something has changed about the nature of the Nexus in the last 40-odd years, though the why and how remain speculatory. I would ask our guest, but her condition remains unchanged. Personal note, inform Reuben that the plan to move him and the kids to Toronto must be further delayed. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.